Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Who knows, you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! And welcome everybody to the McNeil Show. It is Friday, September 22nd, 2017. I am not joined this week by Chris McNeil because of technical difficulties, and he's very bad at showing up on time to things. I am uh, I am joined this week by uh, Bree. How's it going, Bree? Hello. How's it feel to be filling in for Chris? I mean, once again, I, I think I'm used to it by now. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time this has happened. Second so uh, we're, we're, we're pros now. But joining us this week, we have a comedian and local Browns fan and Cleveland fan in general, Mike Polk. How's it going, Mike? It's great. It's great. I love being on the McNeil podcast without McNeil. <laughs> so do yeah, we. That's, that's the best part about the McNeil show, isn't it? Like just I, being on here without Chris. I just want to say you guys are doing a terrific job in his stead so far. Yeah. It, we're, it's been a solid minute so far. So we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty proud of ourselves. Crushing this- it. Pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Does this really happen a lot? He just can't he can't figure out how to like log on. This <laughs> he's an old man. Has he got like so, a jitter, has he got a jitterbug phone or something yeah, like? Yeah, he's got a, exactly. He's just trying to log in from with a dial-up connection. Uh, happens. It happens. That's what he happens had, when you're old. He right? had no problem tweeting the link out, and other people were logging in though. So <laughs> that was the he, best part. He could have just had them fill in for him. Mm, yeah, it's I'm a good sure thing. It is a good thing that he has eleven co-hosts to cover his app exactly, for situations exactly. like this. So in case you missed it earlier to, or last night now when you're listening to this, uh, Chris accidentally tweeted out the link to the like software that we use to record. So if you clicked on the link, you may have popped in here and like heard us talking. So if you did that, <laughs> well, you were actually a guest on the McNeil Show, so I hope that feels good. But uh, Chris you can use that. You can all use that on your IMDb on pages, your- just so you know. <laughs> exactly. That you're all like legally a part of the show now, so... Uh, <laughs> only Chris could like manage to like when he was trying to DM something, tweet it out. That's just a sign that you're old. <laughs> so, Mike, we need to talk about you a little bit. I just want to so, be clear on this. I know we've already talked about it a bit because we've had so much time while Chris was fumbling <laughs> with his phone or his computer or whatnot. I am speaking with a 19 year old boy. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And you're kind of running the show. You're spinning all these plates. You're the one who makes all this happen, and you are a child. Correct. That is accurate. That's great. I, you, I, I wish I could invest in you because I think that you, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that you probably have a lot of promise at this point, yeah, and it's a good thing. Stock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing so to it's sell great. my soul for stock. Yeah. Congratulations on being a competent 19 year old boy. I appreciate that. Yeah. So let's talk about you a little bit, though. Sure. So. So uh, let's talk about, first off, for people who don't know who you are, who are you? What do you do? How did you get your start? All that stuff. Um, that's, you know, it's tough. I'm just like a, I'm a comedian. I went to Kent State. Um, I'm a lifelong Browns fan. And I graduated, moved up to Cleveland after Kent. And I've just never left. Been uh, lingering around here ever since. I feel so sorry another- for you. 
Well, I think a lot of people that listen to the show can relate with being a lifelong Browns fan. And I just tweeted on Sunday about when you're a Browns fan, it's like being in love with someone who just doesn't love you back. So can you talk a little bit about your experience and, and the infamous video that I think we all as Browns fan have watched and can relate to? Well, I mean, my, uh, you know, my family's always been, um, very into the Browns. I was a kid, uh, and my dad had season tickets back in the day for municipal stadium. Um, and I would, uh, he would go with his buddies and I'd get to go every once in a while. Like if one of them had gotten too drunk the night before one of the people who went with him then, uh, and couldn't show up, he'd go to the bullpen and that was me. So I get to go to those games then as like an afterthought. It was never intentional, usually accidental. Um, but I got to experience that at, at that level. And then, uh, they obviously went away for a hot minute and came back. My old man started buying the tickets then. And, uh, then he gave up on them and I think Oh five. And I started buying his tickets and, uh, I had those tickets in three forty one until last year. And then I bailed. Um, I didn't get the season tickets last year and didn't get them this year. I did attend every game last year. Um, but I did it all through like StubHub and stuff like that. It was more of a principled thing, and I just went through the, that route. But um, so I've got I've been a Browns fan a, a long time, and I've I've definitely put my time in. But you growing up, right? It was when they were good, like the Bernie Kosar sure. era, right? And then... I was at the time I was too young to appreciate it to fully. Understand. You know, I mean, I was a kid. I, mean, I, I think I'd compare it to like probably what a kid is like now who's like. Uh, a a nine year old who uh, like was born into this LeBron era Cavs team, yeah. where they've, like never known, they've never known anything but success. Um, so you ju- you're just like, oh, okay, so we're just like a good football team, and that's the kind of team that we are. Um, which is actually kind of weird because now I've I've had that robbed away from me ever since then. And so I, it's almost worse to have tasted that little bit of success when you're a child and you really can't fully appreciate, can't even really legally have a beer at nine to like, you know, to toast to a good team. And, uh, then you just, I've, you know, you had that taken away from you ever since. So it's, uh, it's been an adjustment, but, um, it is what it is. So can you talk a little bit about the video and what inspired you to make the video that night? Sure. I mean, that was years ago now. I don't even remember what year, but they all kind of blend together at this point, don't they, guys? They do. For me. I mean, Matt's so young, he remembers everything. Right. Yeah. Um, But no, we were, it was an away game. We were playing Houston, as I recall. I was watching it with a few friends at a Lakewood Tavern, and I was getting very frustrated. And, uh, and I was just yelling stuff out as I want to do in a, in a game watching setting. And some of it was like people kind of, chuckling and stuff and i had a couple of drinks and i uh decided that i would head down to the stadium which was right near where we were and uh i just would yell at the stadium and um i remember talking to my i was talking to my girlfriend at the time on the way down she got away from me good for her uh but she she just she at least understood me and knew me well enough to say when i was on she's like what where are you going what are you doing and i said uh, I'm driving down to the stadium to yell at it for a little bit because of the Browns game. And she's she knew me well enough to just go, she goes, be careful. And that's all. that was all the follow-up. So I went down there and just lit myself with my headlights. Um, and I put my, uh, I had my camera just put it on a tripod. And I just probably screamed for about five minutes. And I went home that night um, 
and I had a couple more drinks and I edited it together. And then in the morning, I honestly, it wasn't that I was like blackout drunk. It was just not that big of a deal because I would post things regularly. And then I just saw that it had kind of taken off over the night and the people were passing it around and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. And I, and I watched it and I was like, I, okay, I remember this. And then it just did that from there. That's awesome. So it was 2011, I believe. Okay. Um, so that was six years ago. Oof. Yeah, I know. Time goes fast. But I just think it's interesting because, I mean, I wasn't really into YouTube at that point in time in a big way. Social media has obviously taken off in a much bigger way as well. So it's just crazy how, how do you know how many views you have on it? I don't know. Because even though it's six years old, it still resonates with the poor Cleveland Browns today <laughs> and every year after that. Yeah, no, I, it, it, uh, I, w I really wish, uh, that video would become irrelevant. And I mean that sincerely, uh, you know, you'll, and I'll get flack for it sometimes where it's perceived as negative or too cynical and whatnot, but people have no idea how much happier, uh, like I, and a lot of Clevelanders would be who get accused of being negative about the Browns. If we had a reason to be more positive. Yeah. Well, Matt can't understand. He's a Bengals fan, which I don't know if that's that wasn't, better. I wasn't informed of this. Is that is that I true, know. Matt? I'm a Cincinnati fan. I'm a Cincinnati okay. fan. I mean, but you live in Dayton, right? That's true. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I just don't know how you got wrapped up in this. With this. I'm not sure either. either. Chris doesn't let me talk no about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris. Anytime I bring up Cincinnati or anything of that sort, I get shut down immediately. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to. He's not here, though. You're allowed to speak right now. Exactly. You're in a safe place, Chris. <laughs> how bad Here's, they are. Matt, you can talk about whatever you want right now. It, I, did you? Your parents were they Cincinnati fans? Yes. Okay. Uh, they, my my dad uh, worked at Riverfront Stadium, and oh, all right. uh, like he grew up in Cincinnati. So yeah, you're bona fide, dude. You're allowed to like Cincinnati. I mean, I wouldn't. That's one of my most. It's always been one of my more hated teams. Um, obviously, just because of the conference thing, and yeah. Um, and also I've been to games in Cincinnati, and I I don't. I'm not a big fan of their fan base in general. Oh, I'm not a fan of us either, so I don't blame you at all. Yeah. No, like our Bengals fans are bad. Reds fans are great. You can you can hate on Bengals fans, but Reds fans are great. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. I think that it, yeah, you definitely see a difference in who you're dealing with when you go there. Mm -hmm. When you like go to a different game, it's definitely different people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that especially growing up in the area, you'd get a like in Dayton for me. Like I grew up as a Dayton Flyers fan for college yeah. basketball, but I always. But I've been a Cincinnati poor support team because it's the closest thing to me. So now, but Bree, yeah. you were you're in Youngstown, as you said. I am, and that means, and as somebody who lived in Youngstown for a cup of coffee, I do know that people around there have the option of uh. either liking the Steelers or the Browns, and what pushed you that way. And I, I still think it's bullshit because they're different states and whatnot. But what pushed you towards the Browns? Yeah, it's a, that's actually fair. There are a lot of Pittsburgh fans around here in this area. And mm -hmm. uh, similar to you, my parents, um, the Bernie Kosar era, I vaguely remember it. I was two. Mm -hmm. But all I wanted for Christmas that year was a Bernie Kosar jersey. So for whatever reason, it got passed down to me when they were good. My parents used to block us out of the living room with couches so that they could watch the games in peace and <laughs> let my sister and I just run around. Sure. So. I mean, it was just just passed down, and 
they always apologize to me for and it. It's, like, your, so, it's been your cross to bear ever since. Yes, exactly. They were like, That's we're so unrelated. Most... Yeah, sort of unrelated. Bernie Kosar followed me on Twitter like a couple this week, which was uh, apparently for some people it's a big deal. I I didn't grow up watching him, so I don't understand like. Oh, some people were like, I, I told a few people who I know who are Browns fans, like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I, I, I don't see it That's as that cool, big of a deal because I didn't grow up with it. Uh, Bernie, no, if you're listening, give me a follow. I, I, sent him, <laughs> I sent him a picture of me when I was in my when I was two. My mom sent it to him, and he signed it and sent it back because he's from Boardman, Ohio, which yes. is near Youngstown. So he was an area from the area. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, Bernie's he's a dude. friend of the program. <laughs> I'm sure he hey, listens all the time. I'm hey, sure he listens all the time. He's a subscriber for sure. 100%. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, we also want, I have to ask about the hastily made Cleveland videos because sure. those are some of the funniest things. And because they've, uh, they're, they've been on YouTube for how long now? Six, seven years? Is that, is that, am I, is that too More long? That. They're on that. that? Yeah, they're on that. Yeah. But I mean, it's I been, yeah, it was, those are some of the first YouTube videos. At least from the Cleveland or Ohio area that went. Yeah, we shot them on VHS, and we used, yeah. uh, you know, and we actually had to take the tapes into the YouTube office and have them. I, I had to bring them in there to them, and they, Mister, uh, you know, the people in charge of YouTube, YouTube were like, "We'll run it," and they ran Mr. it, and Mr. it's YouTube. been a love affair ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. So, talk a little bit about like the planning behind that or the idea. Was that another like drunk idea, or was that just like no? This I would was be really still sober for that one. I was just working downtown at the time, and uh, my buddy was running an open mic night where they did multimedia stuff, and he hit me up. Not a lot of people like comedy people do multimedia in the Cleveland area, so he, he uh, you know, he hit me up every other week and say, "Hey, you got something that I can we can run this week?" And I didn't have anything. Uh, but I was downtown, so I just started, uh, and I had my camera with me, and I started waving it around and saying nonsense lyrics. And I used that footage, went home, uh, churned out the song, and and put it up. Uh, and uh, first I showed it at that open mic night, and it got like a tepid response. Um, but uh, there was, honestly, there was like one girl there who was like I uh, was kind of like into, and she told me she liked it. And she said, is that online anywhere? And I was like, uh, not yet, but it will be. And I put it up and I sent it to her and it took off from her uh, Facebook page, ah, which was you. weird. I, that's the only place I put it and, it. and then it ended up going from there. So what wait, I've you're giving, time, is, I thought I was going to ask, are you giving mad advice as to how to get the ladies? <laughs> yeah. You make them Just make videos idea. for them to amuse them like a court jester and then if they favor you, just uh, bend to their will, do whatever they say, and, and you'll be fine. Exactly. It's, if you can't woo them, just make them laugh. That's what I've learned. <laughs> right. That, that works. Um, so, I mean, that, what I've learned over time, like you said, it just was on that one Facebook page and it blew up. If, if you put out good content, people will find it. Like, like it, it'll go big no matter what if it's good enough content. You know what I mean? So it Generally, mean, I mean, I think there are definitely ways you can help it, you know? Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. I made a just out of like for kind of to test that theory a long time ago um, when I was I was trying to I was like, can something go like get picked up just based on being the right number, like fitting the right criteria. And by that, it doesn't have to be all that good. But like if you hit the right thing. So here are some of the right things for like YouTube videos where people enjoy them more. If it's, it's kind of like what Jimmy Kimmel did, right? 
If yes, if it's if it's topical, if it's um, they like that, they like if it's uh, something, if it involves nostalgia, they like if it involves music, and uh, then of course the thumbnail is very important. That's at the top of the video for whatever reason because people look at that and make their judgment right away. So when like the American Gladiator show tried to return, do you remember that? Anybody? Doesn't matter. They made a run at it, and <laughs> I saw that was coming out. So just as an experiment, a bunch of uh, my comedy buddies put out like some, it was called like American gladiator auditions or something. And it used nostalgia, uh, the fact that it was topical and a weird ass thumbnail with a fat guy sitting, standing there with one of those big Q tips that the American gladiators used to fight with. And we put it up, even though it wasn't very good, it still got like over a million views because so you can get by with not great content. If you fit all these certain parameters, uh, you feel a little dirty obviously, but you can, it doesn't content is not uh, content helps definitely i think i agree with you but uh you can put yourself in a better situation definitely and that's like you said it's kind of like also what jimmy kimmel did with like when he with the wolf in the olympic place or with the the one the uh, did you see the twerking video they did like where the girl caught on fire like the, all they did all they did was just post it to a small like a unidentified youtube channel with no tags no anything uh-huh and like it got picked up by like national media yeah. yeah, and then he was like, "Yeah, we made that video because they know <laughs> what they're doing." Exactly, which is and it's remarkable to see how easy that is. But there how is a formula it is to it. Yeah, time. yeah. Because people who know what they're doing are incredible at it, and that's why there's like Facebook pages with millions and millions of likes, and there's other people who aren't. <laughs> right. It's, it's all about that formula. Exactly what you said. But I don't understand. I don't pretend to understand the whole YouTube universe. Um, as like someone who has like in stand up opened for like a number of twenty one year old YouTube stars who I was unfamiliar with before arriving at the venue, and seeing the place packed out to see these to see the people who are doing it, it's a world I don't pretend to understand. But it's also a world that I know I don't belong in. It's like when you're if your mom complains about Wu Tang Clan or something like that, it's like well, it's not really for you, mom. So I don't get why like I don't get why kids like uh, speaking in sped up voices. Um, get over a million either. views on each video, but it's not my world. So, you know, I just do, just got to do your thing and hope for the best. Yeah, this isn't the time or the place, but I could go on for hours about how terrible the YouTube community is becoming. But this is not the time or the place. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have Chris here to like put you in line or anything like that. I know, so right? I think you should really I just use so this freedom. Everything you've ever wanted to say. Everything personally. I wanted to say. Yeah, just start going on rants and <laughs> you've earned <laughs> yeah. it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the video of the guy who just went off on the guy who was hammering above him yeah it's Lawrence O'Donnell I think oh his name man was. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that yeah he had his own little O'Reilly moment there only oh, slightly man. less slightly less gross but still pretty pretty vulgar yeah I just it, it's just one of those things where you're like that's a crazy person <laughs> well, Watch it. Mean, here's what I think about though I mean obviously like Everybody, I think everybody has moments like that where they just freak out, but just cameras aren't pointed at everybody all the time. I mean, I'm sure that a tailor probably has snapped one day, but we'll never know about it because there aren't any cameras at his tailor shop. So it just happens if you're on TV that many times. We've all been that frustrated from time to time, uh, at least, you know, so I think I give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And he did. At least he came out and apologized today, too. That's good. Yeah, that was good of him. To do. This will make no sense. This little segment will make no sense to anyone in three days. <laughs> exactly. It'll be it'll see be all blown over and no the new cycle works. Sorry, everybody. It's unbelievable. We're calling yeah, to you from the like past. 
Yeah. Welcome to 2020. I hope you're doing well. Uh, hopefully everything's still going well and America still exists. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Hey, Bree. Yeah, what's up? What do you miss the most about Chris right now? <sighs> you know, there's so many things. I, I don't know if I can just pick one. I know, it's tough, right? It's really tough, but, you know, his voice just yeah. over the... <laughs> The only the, thing that he brings to the show. Over mm. the airways. Soothing dulcet tones. I agree. <laughs> so, so. Get well soon, Chris. Chris, get well, get well soon. We hope you're okay. He's not sick. He's just incompetent. Still. Um, that's, that's a sickness in itself if you think about it. But, like, that's how true. does he actually Photoshop himself in photos, post them on Twitter, but he can't actually access an internet link? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's like Boggles he, he, the it's a disease. It's sickness. Yeah. Photoshop is not that easy. You have to be pretty. No. You have you have to be pretty smart to figure that stuff out. No, I'm terrible at it. It's yeah. It's weird that he. I guess those skills just don't carry over to clicking on links. But Mike, like, how easy was this for you to join? We had like five other people just from the random sure. internet join. We have people who were yeah, strangers, strangers who don't have podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just walk everyone through really quick, like what you did to get on this podcast? Well, so what we- I did was I went ahead and clicked on a link. And then I was on a podcast. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the end. So, it didn't even take that long. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Chris, we're not really sure what's going on. Uh, just to call you out on your own show once again. Man, unbelievable. Have you, guys ever gotten, have you guys ever gotten any heat for this show? Like, you guys getting controversies by, like... Oh, we got one with Marlins Man. With who? Like, Marlins Man. Okay. Is that, that, that was that was a very interesting. You have a, it's a person named Marlins Man. Oh, you don't know who Marlins Man is? Him? No. I mean, oh, I'm glad you the don't guy know. Who's, the guy who sits behind all at like all baseball parks or all games and just wears a big Marlins jersey. Oh, okay. All right. All you right. Know what I'm talking, I know about, you're talking the, about now. Yeah. Marlins jersey. Yeah, we had that guy on the show. That mm. was interesting. Yeah, we we got yeah. That was uh, was he like was, what was he very aggressive or something or what happened? Well, no, it was just he's a great guy. Like yeah. I talked to him before and after the show, but he just loves to incite anger out of people. Oh, I and see. He got Chris. He got Chris riled up like big mm. time, and it was right. really funny for me to sit. Well, and watch. now I have an episode to listen to. <laughs> if I obviously I'll go one. right for that one. Yeah, it would be it's, the Marlins Man one or the Karen Key Largo one because that was interesting as well. That's pretty much how I am with podcasts. I'm not a big podcast fan to begin with, uh, especially like most comedy podcasts. I find her like just a big circle jerk, you know, talking about how great everybody is. But yeah. um, I do like the ones that ter- that go south. Like I'll listen to the Mark Maron ones where he has Gallagher on and, he- and Gallagher will just like storm <laughs> out of there. He's like, I don't deserve this and throw some shit around, you know, and then he'll leave. So I like those ones. So I'll definitely listen to the one where uh, – where Chris goes at it with Marlon's man. Yeah, you're I the... think that's the only time I've I've heard Chris get legitimately like unhappy with somebody like who's wow. like, like like legitimately like angry at them, and it's really really funny. And it I took a fan to in a Marlon's jersey who's uh, to do it. <laughs> that's what broke him. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him. Before this is done, we really should do like we should do a fake some kind of a fake controversial argument amongst the three of us that you can use as a promo clip and to get people to listen, even though we've said like we don't we're not really saying anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, just just come know? up with some arbitrary thing to yell about. All right. Well, like you can use this as a you use this as your promo. OK, here, here it comes. 
This is ridiculous. Honestly, this is ridiculous. You have no idea what you're talking about, and this podcast is garbage. It's beneath me. I'm out of here. You can... Okay, so just use that. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's we'll pretty good. We'll cut that specifically yep. out. Yeah, you have the bleeps uh, and stuff, obviously. No, but that'll, that'll make it better. The bleeps yeah. and the bleeps add to it. Bleeps are better than swearing, as far as I'm concerned, from a comedic perspective. Yeah, because then it kind of leaves it up to the imagination. Yeah, it leaves a little bit of hint of mystery, you know? Exactly. And I'm, I'm sure the people will love that little uh, promo clip. Sure. <laughs> That's pretty good. I actually think that... That was good. It's like, I mean, it's like you've done that before. I oh, yeah, I storm, I storm out of everywhere. It's the easiest way to get out of a situation. <laughs> I yeah, was gonna say exactly. I actually am feeling that anger right now at Chris. Like mine's actually real. Mm. <laughs> wow. Can we talk about this for a second though? Because it's it, one of the things that Chris gives uh Mike crap about all the time is the fact that he's not on time and that he's late at everything. That's true. So to to, to backtrack on stuff, uh, mm-hmm. Mike was part of the uh board for the Owen sixteen parade. Mm-hmm. And he never showed up to anything. No, that's is that true. Accurate? I mean, okay. No, I show. I went to the. Uh, well, I mean, I went to a lunch with Chris at Quaker Steak and Lube, where we kind of talked about. I think, just. Uh, I think we just talked about like where we get cray paper and stuff. And then I went to the. I did go to the city hall meeting where he was going to talk about getting the license. I arrived just a skosh late. I was a little bit. I was a little bit hungover that day, and I got there a little bit late. But I was there. Um, just not exactly. You know, not, when I, when I was when supposed, I was supposed to, be. to be. Not when it was. Not when it was helpful. I did well, – as long as we were there, though, I, whenever I'm in that building, after everybody else left, I sat in on some court proceedings because it's free, and I recommend yeah, it for exactly. anybody who gets It's free entertainment. It's the best. If you get a chance and you're in downtown Cleveland in the middle of the day, they can't – nobody stops you because nobody thinks to do it, and it's not illegal. You can just go in and watch people get sentenced and stuff. It's, the, it's just a great day, especially seeing like what people decide to wear to court because it's a lot of wind pants and – like muscle tees and like uh, uh, like Tomlinson jerseys and stuff like that, you know? It's pretty great. So I recommend shopping that. The, shopping at the winner for their court The date. winner, the winner, <laughs> world's largest off-price fashion store. That was for all of your Youngstown listeners. Yeah. Exclusively. We need, to, <laughs> we need to get a sponsorship from the winner. Mm-hmm. The winner would be the perfect sponsor for this podcast. It actually, actually. It actually would. I hope they're perfect. listening. Yeah. You hear us, the winner? Matt, go ahead. We'll have to get Cam to DM them. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get them to reach out to them and we'll okay. uh, we'll get that hooked up. See what we so, can do. So so to go back to what we were talking about, um, <laughs> so you never show up to anything. And now, you, now Chris doesn't show up to the podcast that he's supposed to be hosting. Well, maybe I'm just getting my just desserts. I mean, maybe this is just tough love from him showing me how how powerless how it, it makes you feel, you know. And I am pretty dejected, honestly. Uh, I mean, I'll bounce back, but it is, you know, I I miss my friend more than anything, and it's just messed up that he just decided to teach me a lesson this way. So, can yeah, you go? Can you go back and tell everyone how do you and Chris even know each other? Is it from the Owen sixteen parade? What's your story? It is. That's that's when no, that's when we uh, that's when we met. I think uh, he was uh, he hit me up and just asked if I had any interest in um, you know participating or being a part of it, and I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was very funny, and I also love as somebody who's like produced a lot of things, and I have I know what a pain in the ass it is, and I don't, and I know 
how difficult it is. So when somebody else is willing to take the helm at a at like a wacky idea like that and do all the legwork like that, he like filed for permits and had to do all that that stuff. And you can just kind of like once you've done that, and if you can go along for the ride on a cool project like that, then I'm on board. Especially if I obviously agree with the principle of it, which I did. And and uh, so yeah, we. Just had a lunch meeting and then uh, I think saw each other maybe twice after that. But so I'm not, we're not, you know, we're not tight or anything like that. But we, I think we had some, I, I, I like what he does. You bonded. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. See, the, the, the Browns are doing something right if they're bringing friends together. Yeah, bringing people together. Look at that. You know, and, and that's really where, you know, it's that's where actual friendships blossom is under hardship. Anybody can be friends when stuff's easy. You know, you, who's real? Who's not? That's the one thing you've got to say about Browns fans and is that there are no fair weather Browns fans because we haven't had fair weather in so long. So it's it's if you are actually still wearing a Browns fan, it show, like Browns jersey and stuff like that, and you're you're still supporting the team, it shows that to me that you probably have care you're either a lunatic or you have character and it's one or the other and either way you're more interesting than most people i would agree with that yes it proves you're loyal and that's what yeah it so are you a fan of all of the other cleveland sports indians and the Cavs? absolutely yeah okay. i mean i was i was at um i've been to i was at two or three of those games during the streak for the tribe that was exciting obviously oh. um that's been a blast they've been they're just sick to watch right now and <clears throat> I was, I've been a I've been a big Cavs fan since the old uh, I mean I was my favorite player of all time was Larry Nance and so I'm I'm from the uh, I'm from the Richfield days and I would go and watch I would uh, those I would watch that amazing team of Brad Doherty Hot Rod Williams Mark Price Craig Elo all those cats uh, back in the day um, with my grandpa and so I've uh, loved the Cavs since then and I've loved them in every iteration including. Even I was the one there during the years when LeBron left, LeBron and I was left. just watching Jamario Moon uh, fill in at small forward. Bit of a step back. If between, <laughs> I'm not a sports analyst or anything like that, but it was just a little a bit. bit. That was not a lateral move. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I watched then, and we have our run of the place back then because nobody want, obviously wanted to come. So it was just uh, like me and a handful of my friends and a bunch of like Boy Scout troops filling the filling the place out and that was it and then everybody came back lebron came back and that's been fun obviously ever since what are your thoughts um you know going into this season with all of the changes the Kyrie leaving you know do you have sure. any thoughts on uh, that um you know i i've learned over time uh to take it in stride and to um sit back and wait and see uh and i don't freak out preseason or anything at this point i don't um, you know, I, I don't panic too much, especially because we still have LeBron James and he's the greatest player in the world. And uh, people should go and see him. If you haven't taken your kids to go and see him yet, you should, because your kids are going to be pissed at you later on if you don't, because they're going to be like, yeah, LeBron was playing. Uh, he was like 25 minutes away from my house playing every other night for like months at a time. And my dad never thought to take me. Uh, take you your kids now. I've never seen LeBron James. You, you haven't? Yeah, you got to get up there, kid. You Matt, really do. We'll go. We can do a live podcast before and then go to the game. It's not even that yeah, difficult. I've, I've, I'm not I've been to an Indians game, but I haven't been to a Cavs game. You it doesn't have to, have to be an game. important game. You don't have to yeah, try to go exactly. to a playoff game. Go watch them play the Bucks at some point for like you know yeah. a moderate amount of money because it really will be like imagine those kids who didn't go see Babe Ruth 
even though they were right there, you know, and just didn't, for whatever reason, ever find the time to go and see him. I mean, that's what it's going to be like, I think, eventually. So I'm just appreciating the fact that he's here now. I don't know exactly how the team's going to gel or anything, and anybody who tells you that they do has no idea what they're talking about. They're just trying to fill space. Uh, but nobody knows what this team's going to look like uh, and how they're going to come together at the end of the day. Um, but <clears throat> obviously, I think that they'll be uh, comfortable in the East, as they have been since they've had LeBron. Um, and they'll be... I'm not, I'm not sweating it too much. It's going to be a long regular season, but just get out and appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I, uh, go ahead, Matt. No, I'm I'm with you 100%. I think that especially looking towards the season and what uh, potentially could be, because a lot of people are counting this team out already, which is one of the most idiotic things you can do is count LeBron sure. James out of anything. Agreed. And uh, especially with a good team surrounding him. I mean, he's still got Kevin Love. He's still got he's got Isaiah Thomas. Now he's a great point guard. Mm-hmm. You've got Jay Crowder. You've got like all these people around him who are going to be great. Yeah, I love and that. Like, and oh, I love that. I love that Jay Crowder move. I think that was the gem. I mean, the draft pick was yeah. obviously great and everything, but I think it's the unspoken. Un- it's not totally under the radar. People know, but that's that's the guy that last. That is exactly the kind of player, and I hope he still has enough in the tank. I, I think he's thirty or something like that. But um, I that is the player that we needed last year desperately and didn't have. We needed a defender like that, and we needed a like a long uh, dude to who can guard. Uh, ones, twos, threes, and even fours if he has to, and and so I'm I love like that kind of mentality and that and I here's how you know I knew that I was excited here's how you know you're gonna be excited to get a player because I hated that guy when we played him yeah I hated exactly. playing against him and I was always like this dude's everywhere he's driving me nuts how is this guy beating us and when you're saying that about a player then I think that you you just got a good deal. Exactly, because then you know that you're going to be doing the same thing to other teams, which is a good news, which is great news for us. You sound like you're uh, on a spaceship that's re-entering orbit right there. Is that? Uh, Sorry, I, like I didn't know if it was a wacky effect that you do in the middle of the show to throw people off. <laughs> it's a mic. It's a mic. Is it good? No, it's it's not good. You still sound like Max Headroom. This happens. <laughs> this happens. It's all right. Hey, like every, every time I cut, right it, I cut it out, I cut, I I cut, cut it, it, I cut so it, so worry about it, worry about it. Boy, if you leave, then it's just me and Bree here, and then it's awkward. <laughs> Not for me, but for her. I just feel bad. Now, all of a it's... sudden, it's, it looks like a plan, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, first of all, I've had to deal with Chris, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that I can deal with awkward. You could probably swing it, yeah. You can, you can trust me. She's totally a lot worse than whatever you think we're out here. I promise. Yeah. I mean, Plus, we're, y- we're Y-Town homies. We can bond. Absolutely. Have you ever been mugged there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I, I was mugged twice when I lived there. Really? Oh, that's Where? Funny. Yeah. Uh, one time in Warren and one time in Youngstown proper after leaving um, a concert by uh, some of the remnants of the Eagles in, at that uh, at the Cavelli Center. And oh yeah, I got mugged. Yeah, I got mugged twice. And so, but I'm not saying that's representative of Youngstown as a whole, but it certainly happened to me. Yeah. How about you? Never mugged? Never mugged. I don't really wander around by myself. In, I see. That's a good move. In the city. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were actually going to say you were mugged leaving one of the uh, nightclubs that are still standing. Oh, you mean like Susie Kim's and stuff? Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like those. There's yeah. A, there's another one. I forget what it's called. Um. Oh, I don't know. I, I obviously don't go to them anymore. 
No well, God ads. bless them. Like them on like them on Facebook, whatever that whatever that bar's name is. <laughs> Matt, I think you're good. I'm good now. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll good. probably keep that in because that was good stuff. Sure. Who cares, who cares if I sound like crap? This is all solid gold. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. So final final thoughts. I, I, a couple of people wanted to know why did you stop making YouTube videos, or why has that not gone up in a while? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't in a long time. I don't. You know, I'll do them still. I still work at Fox Eight, and I do stuff for. Um, I uh, help out on a on the Rizzo show, which is a sports show that they have on Sunday nights, and I'll make videos for them sometimes. Some of it is just uh, I've been busy with. I, I do uh, like marketing stuff for companies, internet marketing stuff. It's tedious, I, so I won't go into it. But the, I've been doing. A, a little bit of that, a little too much of that lately, and I just haven't totally been focused on it. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I've lost my passion for it because I still do stuff every once in a while. But um, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm just not feeling it right now, and I don't really. So I, I'll, I'll still do stuff now and again, but not nearly as frequently as I used to. That's very true. That's fair. Yeah. So do you have anything planned for like the Brown season or the Cavs season or like if the Indians win or anything um, like that? No, I mean, I'm, uh, uh, I do, I've been doing the, uh, on their newscast on Mondays on Fox 8 after Browns games, I'm going to start doing like segments, um, on the Monday following Browns games, just kind of doing a somewhat sardonic take on the game. They didn't, we didn't want to start the season with it cause you don't want to be too negative. And I still, I think it's going to be like about the positives of each week. And I, uh, some, some of it will be obviously very tongue in cheek, um, you know, like if, uh, say, Kenny Britt catches a ball, like that would be one of the positives. We'll say he had a completion. So you'll focus on those things. So you're still kind of making the digs, but hopefully I can actually talk about good things if they can get some wins here. And and looking at their schedule as, as far as the next three games go, there's really not much of a reason that they can't win two of those. And I hope that that's what happens. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll still be doing that. Still doing the uh, show on Sundays. Um, I'm uh, writing a weekly column for the Plain Dealer. Um, and that's, so that's something too. Uh, just a bunch of little things. I don't have like a real career. I just have like a conglomeration of a number of jobs that <laughs> allow me to, uh, you know, allow me to live in this luxurious, uh, highly mortgaged home in Lakewood, Ohio. <laughs> that's everybody's goals. So I, I have a, I have a, a bit of a, I'm going to put you on the spot here, I guess. Uh-oh. So in a couple of podcast ago before the Browns started their season and we won our fourth preseason game. Mm. I, I bet Chris that the Browns would make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> I'm boy. laughing. I'm laughing as I say that. Oh. So I'm probably going to lose, but what? We, actually, uh, we, <laughs> you think? we actually haven't landed on what the bet is. So do you have any ideas? Because nobody has come up with anything. Chris wanted me to jump in Lake Erie. I'm not doing that in the dead of winter. Hmm. Well, that's tough. I mean, and obviously now it's more damning than you. You probably would have uh, if you hadn't seen those first two games and you hadn't uh, you didn't you know, you at the time, I assume you didn't know Miles Garrett would be sitting for quite some time. Exactly. You didn't know that we would lose uh, really our only receiver uh, for at least yep. eight to ten weeks. Um, yeah. So you, it was it, back then is when they really should have set the stakes if they really wanted to, you know, get you. Because then you might have, you still were so full of youthful optimism. But 
now, uh, two games in, you're probably not going to agree to anything totally ridiculous because your chances of winning this bet are very slim, as you recognize. So you just got to keep it something. I mean, I think really making it something that's not gross, where that doesn't involve like taking a top off or uh, or doing anything disgusting or doing anything that. It, you know, if it's if it's in good fun, I think jumping in the lake's fair. Actually, yeah, I've done I think that. Lake is fair. I've done that Arctic plunge, and it's uh, you know, it's invigorating, and it's it's good video. You can you can put that up, and people get a kick out of it. And uh, you know, but if you don't want to do that, then make it some sort of a. I agree to. Oh, maybe get, you want to mow somebody's lawn. Do you want <laughs> to? Uh, I will um, mow Chris's lawn for him. That sounds. What? Perfect. What if you had to uh, – do you attend games at all? Do you go to games? I do, yes. Okay. What if you had to attend a game with, like, some sort of a T-shirt on, a homemade T-shirt of the gang's choosing? Nothing too vulgar, but something that will definitely draw attention. You know, uh, something – more with that. You know, that would be – Of course you are. And then – I have no that'll, skin in the game. That could be kind of fun for everyone but you. That's a consideration. <laughs> Um, All right. You, you no, have some and, good options. Yeah. So, you know. Because I'm going to lose. I'm going to yeah. lose. Or you can, you can say that you'll, uh, you will um, just eat like two racks of ribs on camera in front of everybody. I feel like you've. I feel like you've had to do these punishments before, Mike, because you, you're just oh, rolling yeah, these off like on top of your head. These are all things I just do for sport. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to use my social life to dictate what you should have to do in a dare. You know. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Mike, do but, you have anything, uh, final thoughts, anything you want to plug, anything? No, not know. in particular. I really don't. I'm I'm really happy with how this went. I am too. Um, you guys seem nice. Yeah. We're uh, nice people. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I'm sorry Chris couldn't be here. I'm not, I'm not furious or anything. These things happen. Um, he but only stormed guys, out on us once, so. Yeah. Well, he can be testy, obviously. <laughs> But, uh, you know, just uh, thanks for having me, and I, I wish you guys all the luck in the world. Go Browns. Yeah, absolutely. Bree, you got any final thoughts? Well, I am furious at Chris, but yeah. it was a pleasure having Mike, and maybe we should consider this as his audition for Chris's replacement. Yeah. Hot seat, Chris McNeil. Hot, hot take. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> all right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we were actually recording this on the, the 21st night of September. So, take you out. Music will be Smash Mouth combined with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Have a good night, everybody.
and they say it gets colder. You're bundled up now, wait till you get older. But the media men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. The ice we skate is getting pretty thin. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. But world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it, and I'll never get bored. It's a cool place, and they say it gets colder. And they say it gets colder, and they say it gets colder. But the media men beg to Yeah.